Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash What Fresh Hell Cast. And come there anytime, ask us a question. Today's question comes from Ashley, who says, how do you encourage older siblings to play with younger ones? With COVID, this has been challenging at times. We're all around each other a lot. Mine are four years apart, boy age nine and girl age five. Ashley, I really like this question. We have a fresh take coming up that is all about the role of play. And it's something that I love thinking about and talking about. So I'm so glad you asked this question. Play, so important. So important for siblings. It teaches them so many good rules, how to, you know, work together on stuff, how to problem solve. But it can be hard. And especially I'm going to say you have a little bit maybe of an extra challenge, the four-year age gap, different genders. They might have like really different abilities, really different interests. And so I think part of your job is going to be to model some play with them and for them. And in that modeling, you're going to look for where do they play well together. And so when you pull out, let's say the cards and you think of a game like war where you just put cards down and the larger card takes it. Then you have a war, three cards go down, then the larger card takes it. It's a pretty simple game. I bet the five-year-old could play it and it's competitive enough that the nine-year-old might enjoy it. So as you sit down, you play it together, you play it with both of them and then you say, oh, you guys don't need me. You could play this with each other and let them play. And there will be some conflict and you may have to resolve that at a certain point, but you're letting them play together and keep looking for those opportunities. It's finally starting to get a little warmer out. We have the basketball hoop going in the backyard. Another great thing to do with kids with this kind of an age gap is, hey, older sibling, you are so good at making baskets and younger sister really would like to be able to make a basket. Maybe you could be her coach and teach her how to do that. And so you're out playing and you're out with the basketball, you're with them, you're making that observation and then they're, they've got something to do together. And this is the kind of thing that you listen to on a podcast and it's like, well, this is your simple solution. Have them play together and it doesn't go great all the time. I sometimes I know for myself get in the mindset of as long as the video games are off, that means we're fine. But sometimes that results in a lot of like 
I don't know, the only game they want to play is like chase each other around in circles, which is annoying in my house. And so I've been working a little bit more as we get farther and farther into COVID to try to say like, okay, let's try Pictionary where we draw each other pictures. My kids are nine, 11, and 12, two boys and a girl. And so I'm constantly trying to figure out like what's an age appropriate game, challenging enough for the big guy, but still doable by the little girl that we can all kind of do together. And then when I hear the phrase, I'm bored, I go right to you guys play together. You Here's a list of some games you can play. Another thing I have no shyness about doing is building this time into the whiteboard in our house. It's family playtime. And then it's kids playtime. And you guys should play together during that time. I will come out with you. They can be different times. They don't have to be attached to each other. But really setting up this expectation that this is the time you guys will be playing together and see what they're able to figure out. And then you need to set rules around playing, right? Like what are the rules? What are the expectations? You can reinforce those. The more you reinforce them, the better it's going to go. Let's remember we need to be patient with the little one who may not be as good as you are. And you go back and back to your rules that are part of your expectations. Another thing you can do is rotate your toys a little bit in the house. So you probably still have toy plush, but I'm going to tell you I have 12 and 11 and they're still playing with toys. And so someone made this suggestion on the podcast a long, long time ago, but if you rotate your toys, the toys are kind of hidden away. And then suddenly it's like, oh, look, you guys, I found this big bin of dinosaurs. And you put it out. You'll be amazed that a nine and a five-year-old are pretty psyched to play dinosaurs for a while because they haven't seen that toy in a while. Whereas when the toy is out all the time, it kind of is like, oh, my whole boring life and my whole boring house that is chock full of toys. And so that can freshen it up a little bit. And it's not your job. It's definitely not your full-time job, but getting down on that floor with them, whoa, what can the dinosaurs do next? Oh, which of these dinosaurs should go together? You make a dinosaur camp and I'll make a dinosaur camp and he makes a dinosaur camp. And then we'll have the dinosaurs come out in the middle and fight each other. You may have to get in there and model some of this play for them and facilitate it. And then, or you may have to set up the parameters of, I'm going to pull out the big roll of paper. I'm going to split it in half and you draw on this half and you draw on this other half and we'll see what happens, you know? And so set up some nice parameters, realize that you're going to get a lot of, that sounds dumb, mom. And you're going to have to go back and say, mm, well, it's your half an hour to play together. So I guess do this or figure out something else. Model some good play, set your expectation and rotate your toys. It's not going to be a smooth ride with a boy and a girl who are four years apart, but the more you facilitate it and the more you expect it, I really believe the more it will happen. Ashley, I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can send them to questions at whatfreshhelppodcast.com or ask them on our Facebook page and we might answer your question next. Thanks everyone for listening.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.